great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. This week I have actor Jasper Cole. Jasper, how you doing? Hey buddy, how are you doing? Great, great over here. How's life at your end? Life is good. I'm uh, in LA today. I drove. I live in Palm Springs and LA, so I had to come in today for some auditions and meetings, so I'm in the crazy city. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Are you uh, originally from Palm Springs? No, I'm originally from Athens, Georgia. But I've been uh, I've been in LA 30 years, but I've had a place out in the desert for the last 12 years. So um, I, I I'm I'm pretty much here during the week in LA. But if you know if I'm not working, I've gotten kind of spoiled um, living out there. I'm so sick of the traffic in LA, and the <laughs> I think it's called getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah. on, you can't be that old. Come on. Well, I'm 53, so I moved here when I was 23. Um, you know, I still love the business, but the uh, L.A. itself, I, I used to be, I was rah-rah L.A. Like, I was one of those, don't, can you curse on here, by the way? Oh, yeah, 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 that's um, fine. I was like, don't fuck with L.A., don't say anything bad about L.A., but, but you know, I think I just got spoiled out there because there's less traffic and there's parking and, you know, yeah. normal thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I guess I guess that happens. I just turned forty, so I you know I, I understand some stuff aggravates us when we get older in life. Yeah, where are you located? I'm located in Massachusetts. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great state. But anyway, so yeah, so no, I'm from Georgia originally, and it's interesting because you know I I I moved here to to be an actor, and now in the last five years, Atlanta has like exploded. I've got a an Atlanta agent and. I'm always auditioning on tape for stuff. So I, the, the irony is it's like full circle back to Georgia now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a uh, Jeremy Polko on from the walking dead and he's actually moving to Atlanta or Georgia oh, beca- sure. because yeah. of the whole acting thing has boomed down there. Well, that's there and in, in so many other shows, but um, people ask me, they're like, you, you think you could eventually move back? And if, you know, if I had a steady gig or if I could, work steady i i think i could it's a, it's a much easier life although atlanta you know atlanta is a pretty booming city too yeah um where did you study acting well it's funny i'm one of these like i, I was a closet thespian like i i didn't i was an athlete growing up i'm the youngest of four boys we all played sports i didn't do any theater in high school at all but when i graduated I went to UGA for two years and then I decided, you know, why am I wasting money in college? I want to be an actor. So I moved to Atlanta and I went to the Atlanta Alliance theater and they have a whole program there, playwriting and acting. And, um, it was there that I actually met this girl, Becky Kennedy, and we co-wrote a play together and we co-starred in it and we got it put up in Atlanta. Um, and it got a little bit of buzz and, Long story short, we ended up bringing it out to L.A. in 1987 and found a producer, and it became one of these like late-night comedy kind of cult hits, and we ran for almost two years, and that was sort of the beginning of my whole journey in show business. Yeah. 
um, I was reading online, and, and uh, this is a funny question. Like, it seems like you've been in everything. <laughs> Except yeah. foreclosure. I mean, uh, not, you got not over yet. over a hundred, you know, TV and film credits, and, and it seems like mostly you're playing the bad guy. Well, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I the bad guy thing started when you. It's funny you said you just turned forty. When I turned forty, fuck, I don't know if, what happened. Like my face changed, everything just like changed, and so I. It was a blessing because up to that point. You know, I was always like the the college kid. I don't know. I wasn't a leading guy, and I wasn't. I didn't look charactery. I was sort of stuck in the middle. And then when I turned forty, so it's been like thirteen years now. I just started getting these parts, thank God. And then I sort of changed my look. I let the hair grow out and the beard, and and I kind of kind of consciously made a decision. And uh, it. So I always say it took me, you know, twenty years to get typecast, but. Um, I'm so glad to be typecast. Trust me. You know, I, I'm on that list now, so it's a blessing. And it's probably, like, easier to find work because of that, too. Well, yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, if I, you know, I, if I wanted to look, you know, presentable in real life, I, I, I would never get a job. But I do try to clean up a little bit when I'm not working, so I don't I, – I always think I look better. People always say to me, you look so much better in person. <laughs> thinking <laughs> – well, it could be the other way around, so I guess that's a better uh, situation. But, no, I love playing these bad guys and homeless guys and um, drug dealers, all the, you know, all those kind of characters. They're a lot of fun to play. I do kind of miss, I, you know, it would be nice just to play like the, you know, the dad, but that's not going to happen. So, Well, you could. You could play the bad guy and still be a dad. I was going to say, be the... The dad that's molesting the kids or something, you know, yeah. or killing people in the basement. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least you have a steady paycheck from all this. Oh, listen, I am so glad. Yeah, knock on wood. That's what I mean. Like so many, you know, you hear actors go, you know, I've got range and I don't want to be typecast. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm, I'm all about typecasting. Because let me, the truth of the matter is, you know, on TV and film, we actors really just play a type. And, you know, unless you unless you're doing a play, unless you're doing theater, it I'm not saying it's not acting, but you're just pretty much acting in little little moments, you know. So I I, I always tell people I act for my uh, my health insurance and my pension. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) what I'm working toward. Yeah, pretty much. And you've done commercials, too. Yeah. Listen, commercials have been a blessing. I mean, they really are that been my bread bread and butter and it's fascinating how many even in the last bad guy years there's so many bad guys or pirates or you know homeless and uh what's great about commercials you work a day maybe two days but generally a day and then you know if you're lucky you know it can run for a while and i call it mailbox money you you go to the mailbox and get checks you you know sometimes they're nothing and sometimes it's like whoa christmas morning right so yeah i love uh, the only doubt you know a lot of people hate commercials because you have to you have to go to so many auditions and drive and you know you you go to a lot of auditions before you book one but it's it's worth it if you can get a a national that runs for a while yeah i had a a prior guest and he was the exact same he goes it was like he'll never turn down commercials he said no no, because it one one it completely you make enough like in one commercial for your health insurance and 
you know, it all goes toward the pension and stuff like that. Someone asked me the other day, well, how come you just take like small parts or you'll take any part? And I said, well, yeah, because I'm trying to keep my health insurance and, and get a pension one day. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. I mean, it's about, you know, we have to earn X amount of money every year to get insurance and, and, uh, then, you know, your earnings go through your pension and yeah, that's, I mean, I love, I love the work. Don't get me wrong, but it's practical now. It's yeah. a job. But you enjoy going yeah. to work. I do. And it's, I know, you know what? I never take it for granted. And I, I really don't like, I'm grateful every time I get it. It's just harder and harder now in the industry. So I know how lucky I am to even, to even get the auditions, you know, to get the, yeah. to get the meetings now. So everything, you know, when the studio, when the corporations bought the four studios, I mean, that the took over, you have all, all these big movie stars are now doing TV. And then, of course, so all of us that were like guest stars or series regulars, we kind of got bumped down a category. So, you know, I, I go in sometimes and, you know, I go into audition and there's really big name, well-known TV people that have been on shows for years and they're signing in with me, you know, we're all there trying to get a part. So, yeah. Yeah. You could, uh, blame, but, blame Netflix for that too. Hmm. Yeah. It's funny on one hand, you know, <clears throat> there's all these, all these opportunities for actors. Now there's so, I mean, there's so many damn shows. I certainly can't watch them all, but, um, but what's happened is because all the good stuff is on Netflix and Amazon and, Hulu and what is it? Apple now. I mean, it's yeah. like all the all the uh, all the name actors are coming over to television. So that's kind of cut into um, for just the average character actor. You know, we we take what we can get. So, yeah. but on the flip side, we get to work with some really great people. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about like you know, like you said, the big actors that come to the TV show stuff like that. But it does open up more opportunities for you guys too. Exactly. And I mean, because, you know, there's so many shows now and so many other outlets um, to get work. So that's a blessing. And the truth is, listen, for for me, I mean, I'm a character actor. You know, I'll go in, I'll do a day, I'll do a week. I mean, I don't really care. Um, I mean, yes, would I love, I mean, my, I would love still to get a, you know, a series where I'm like third or fourth, you know, banana on an ensemble or, so, or something. But I have no, like, delusions of, you know, you know, at 53, getting my big TV uh, break. I mean, I like I said, I you know, I I would love to be on an ensemble, but um, but I'm so I'm just that guy that works, you know, job to job, and I'm happy to do it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. You, so you played like in a whole bunch of you know, like I said, you played in everything. So let's talk about like a few of the shows and how was it being on those shows? Like, um, how was it being on Training Day with the late Bill Paxton? Wow, you know that was that was a that was really in hindsight kind of an amazing experience because of course I mean I'm I've always been a fan of his work. Um, that was like my third show with that with uh, Jerry Bruckheimer and Jonathan Littman and Danny Cannon. They I did CSI for them and then I did the uh, Christian Slater show The Forgotten. So they've always been good to me. Um, but yeah, so that was a great episode and and uh, his real life son was guest starring on that episode playing the son to another character, not to him. Um, so there was, there was this whole father son storyline happening on that episode. Um, and then, 
you know, tragically, he died. Bill, uh, Bill died, and we got a lot of press on that episode because it was the the, the episode his son was on, um, and uh, it's too bad because I really thought I think the show could have gone. You know, I think yeah. it would have picked up in the things. Um, it was building steam. But it was great to work with him because he, again, just a chance to work with a veteran like him. And he was so collaborative and, and, uh, right, you know, had great ideas and, you know, worked his ass off. And those are, you know, a lot of people don't know, like one hour shows are 14, 12, 14 hour days, um, shooting. And it's, you know, location and you're out and you're, you know, you're not on a studio, uh, soundstage or whatever. So, it's it was it was good it was a, but it was a tough tough gig and I, yeah so ironically um, let's see I tried to kill him yeah he I tried to kill him with a knife and he shoots me because I rarely make it I'm usually killed in everything I do <laughs> so <laughs> I was looking at my demo reel the other day I was like damn I don't ever survive <laughs> how could I ever how could I come back on a show they kill me every time <laughs> hey. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it's funny, yeah, I mean, but I mean, at least, like I said, you were enjoying it at the same time. Yeah, well, you know, the other irony about that is his, on that episode, when we were doing the first rehearsal on one of the last scenes, his son got, broke his nose, he got the, uh, the, the, the other actor that played the sidekick, he bust him in the nose, and the nose bled, and he had to be rushed to the hospital. And Jeez. in fact, we, we had to shoot that scene with his uh, stand in. And then when I watched the show, I could tell they went back later and uh, he came back and they just did like tight close ups of him. And then another kind of weird part of that story is I had just had back surgery last May. This was my first job since I had surgery. And I was very honest to tell them, look, guys, I, I got to have a stunt double because the reason I'm had back surgery is all the years of telling people, Oh, I got it. Oh yeah, I can do it. I'll fall down the hill. You know, I'll, I'll jump out of the tree kind of shit. And that's so, so I spoke up and asked for a, um, a stunt double. But anyway, so when Bill heard I'd had back surgery, he came to me and said, Oh man, I've got a, I'm going to have to have surgery. My back is L5, L4 and all this stuff. So he goes, who's your surgeon? And I, so I told him, I recommended my doctor and he's really great. And so long story short, then after, so in like February or March of this year, I went to see my doctor for a checkup and we brought up Bill. Apparently Bill really did go see him, was ready to do the surgery, but he first was going to have to go do this heart surgery and get that out of the way before he did the back surgery. And then, you know, he didn't, he didn't make it. So it's really tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next thing I wrote down for you was uh, to talk about Val being uh, Val Kimmer's sidekick in MacGruber. <laughs> wow. Well, you know it's interesting. You, um, you talk about sort of like milestones in your career. Booking MacGruber really did was sort of a a big deal for me because it was it was a it's a studio picture. I was one of the you know credited as one of the principals and um, and I'm a huge Saturday Night live fan i mean comedies uh, ironically comedy is my favorite i just don't get to do it because what i look like and play but um so i was i mean i was beyond ecstatic and then we get out to albuquerque and um (laughs) val good old val um (laughs) how was it working with him 
Well, first of all, he was fantastic. Nothing bad about Val. He was actually really funny. He was telling everyone he was going to run for governor of New Mexico because he lived in New Mexico, and he would drive to the set every day. But he would say to me, um, hey, Jasper, uh, I got your vote, right? And I'd say, <laughs> well, you know, Val, if I lived in this state, you know, I'd vote for you. And he'd go, okay, the next day. Uh, Jasper, I, I'm going to count on you, right, for that vote. And finally, it would just be like, I'd just say, oh, Val, I'm voting. I'm going to mail my ballot in, you know, right, you got my vote. But he 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 liked to improvise, and he liked to sort of do what, make up his lines, you know, and do yeah. what he wanted. So you just had to, I mean, you just had to hang in there and not, not, not lose it and, and follow him. But, um, I mean... I don't know if he, I don't know if he was in on the joke in the movie. I don't know if he got it that they were sort of, you know, making fun of the character. But whatever, it was he was hilarious, and yeah. I'm I'm sorry the movie didn't do well. But ironically, it's it's gained this sort of cult. I think they're doing. And, I think they're doing a sequel. I know. I, I talk, it's funny because I I was in touch with Will recently about that, and I said, so you had to kill me in that one too. He goes, well, maybe you can come back as a zombie. <laughs> so, so you know who knows i'd love to go back and do it but but yeah but you know from doing that actually it, it really opened up so many doors it um i got into so much bigger rooms i, I mean i went in for like the cohen brothers i've go in for them regularly now and a lot of big bigger directors and stuff quentin tarantino and um just from getting in that that film so and it also allows me i get invited to these comic cons and uh yeah, signings and stuff because of MacGruber. So that's, of course, that whole thing could be a reality show. Some of these conventions, but, but um, but I enjoy doing it. I, I usually just do Comic Con in San Diego, um, the which is kind of the big one and the, yeah. and I think the best. But anyway, so MacGruber was a big big step for me, and it's that was great. And you mentioned you're, you're a huge SNL fan, so I know you were on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Also, that's another SNL person on there too. yeah how was it being on that yeah. show it was fantastic did uh yorma tacone who directed mcgruber he's part of the lonely island group which is andy samberg um yep. akiva shaper and yorma they have this this comedy group um so i got to work with andy and then let him know that you know i think he knew i was in mcgruber but you know that was not i let i let yorma know i was coming on and what was great about that episode is the director was Michael McDonald. I don't know if you remember Matt TV, oh, the yeah. original. Yep. Yeah, he played Stuart, and yep. yeah, yeah. So he he directed the episode, and I was a huge Matt TV. I actually liked Matt TV better than SNL at times, but so that was a double kind of uh, bonus to get to work, you know, on there, and then work, and then Andre Browers, you know, I'm a big fan of his. So my scenes were with Andy and Andre. So, um, yeah, and again, I you know I get cast on comedies, but I'm of course I'm playing the, the bad guy. straight guy, you know, the the bad guy who has to just play it straight. But but that was that was great. Do you enjoy playing western movies? Well, I do. I like you know I started getting um, cowboy parts in commercials and. And I've been up for I was up for True Grit. Now I just just got Westworld, which I can now at least say I booked it. Um, 
but in terms of TV or film, that's that. I'm trying to remember. That was definitely the the first. That'll be the first Western TV or film I've done in many many years. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, and you also did a commercial with uh, Rob Lowe for Direct TV. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember those spots he did. Those um where he played different characters yep. a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah, I was just a bad guy riding on a bus with him. It's one of those, poor, I think it was called Poor Decisions or something. Um, but yeah, again, I, I got so, so much attention just because it was, uh, you know, with Rob Lowe. And that was a good one. That one we made bank on, thank God. And then, of course, they they pulled the campaign. It was it would have kept going. I can't remember what happened. I think DirecTV... Um, had a lawsuit with somebody else. I forgot what happened, but they, they he changed the campaign. Now I see he's doing the KFC Colonel Sanders commercial. Oh, yeah. I think everybody does yeah. that commercial. I, yeah, I think they've rotated him into one of them. Yeah. Um, I read a line that you were interested in doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, well, it's interesting. When, Like I said, when I the play that I co-wrote, it was called Willow Springs Now, and it was a stupid... Uh, talk show spoof like um set at a cable access tv station so comedy was my how i started and i actually did some stand-up comedy in atlanta at a club called jerry farber's i always thought you know if you can everyone should do stand-up at least one time um so when i came to la with this play i actually thought i was going to be like a big sit <laughs> i thought i'd be a sitcom star i thought i was going to go into comedy but when looking back on it I was a character actor then. I was playing this just sexist, ridiculous, dumbass co-host on a show. But, you know, again, I, that's just, you know, fate has, it's just interesting. People used to always tell me, Jasper, hang in there because you're going to work a lot more when you get older. But, you know, when you're 25 and people are telling you that, you're like, well, fuck, I, you know, I may not be alive when I'm older. Um, It's so, it just, I just had to hang in there and uh, wait for my breaks. But I was lucky enough to work along the way. But, yeah, I thought comedy was going to be my forte. And then then I got to, in the later years, I I got to work on The Tonight Show a lot. I became part of, like, the uh, Tonight Show players where we would do, you know, he'd have, and half the stuff we would shoot would never even make it on the air. But um, we would go in with Jay and shoot these different uh, sketches or skits. and then, you know, some made it, some didn't. But those were all bad guys also, yeah. or homeless or something. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody, like, I, I'm planning to try stand-up eventually. And I just turned 40. <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, it's a, I think it's the hardest thing. I think, it, I think it's also the most freeing thing. And if you can do it, you'll always have a job. And you know what I mean? You, you can always... You're not at the mercy of someone giving you work. You can do it wherever you're at. You can yeah. just go and do it. So, you know, kudos to you for sure. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing to lose, so. Uh-uh. Nope. And it's, there's not, listen, when when it bombs, it's, there's nothing like that horrible feeling. But when it works, it's like, wow, this is really kind of addictive. Yeah. And it's, it's something yeah. about making people laugh, too. To, to make them laugh and then you know realizing just it's not i don't mean powerful in a bad way but just being how you really are 
in control of that that moment. You're not up there relying on other actors. You know, it's just you, um, and you can sort of dictate how it's going to go that night yeah. based on the audience. So, yeah. I'd say go go for it. <laughs> Have a question for the Man Cave Chronicles? Tweet them now at the MCC Podcast. Hey guys, Brian Padone here, founder of Quiet Punch. When I'm not listening to the Man Cave Chronicles, you can catch me filming one of my live workouts on quietpunch.com. Check it out today. That's quietpunch.com. Hey, this is Jeremy Palco from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Um, who are some of your influences in the acting world? Um, well, well, it's interesting. I mean, going way, like, back, if I went back to, like, you know, the 40s or what, Mon, Mon, Monty Cliff, Montgomery Cliff was one of my favorite actors. But in more t- recent times, I'm, I'm drawn to, like, Daniel Day-Lewis, um, Jeff Bridges, Sam Elliott, you know. Then we talk more, like, Harry Dean Stanton, more of the character uh, character actors. I was never really, I didn't get the Brando Pacino Hoffman thing to me. I always felt for me, they were, people are going to just probably stab me through the eye, but they were just a little over top for me. It was just too much for me. Um, but I mean, I respect it. I mean, (laughs) of course I'd work with them and kiss their ass in a heartbeat, but I just wasn't drawn to that, you know, even the James Dean kind of thing. But I, uh, I like a lot more, just more simplistic, realistic. I think really good acting is just listening and reacting. Um, you know, when people talk about your technique and I, I didn't even know really how actors can sit and pontificate on that because every actor, we bring what we bring. You know, I only bring what I bring and I can't really compete with, my buddy Andy over here, because he, you know, on any, any given day, my group of guys, we go in the room, any of us can do the job. It just comes down to, do they want my look or his look or my height or his height or, you know, you can't really, um, can't really beat yourself up about that. But yeah, those are some of my, some of my, uh, actors that I really like Jeff Bridges in particular. Like I really, just as he's gotten older, I really, uh, and I got to work with Sam Elliott in 1998 um, on a pilot called Texarkana that didn't get picked up. But I learned so much working for him. And he was just, he's so real. And he's just like, you know, just kind of making fun of the executives. And <laughs> um, yeah, just sort of like, just, he taught me a lot about not, he said to me, take the work serious, but don't take yourself too serious. And I think that's a problem with a lot of actors and especially a lot of young actors and and it's, it's fueled by the, by these acting schools and these acting programs that, you know, they, they need to make it seem so special and so unique in order to get people to pay the money to take the classes. So it, you know, I say to people, it's really, it's just a job. It's a good job. It's a good career, but you're not, you know, we're not curing cancer over here. So let's just pull it back a little, you know, relax. If you could, I mean, pick, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, you know, it's just that whole thing about how it's so, you know, hard and brooding and that whole actory thing. It makes me want to throw up. <laughs> if you could pick like one person to work with tomorrow, who would it be? Wow. Um, 
Well, obviously, Jeff Bridges. And like I said, I, True Grit, I was up for that. I almost got a part in that. Um, director, well, acting-wise, I'd be like a Jeff Bridges. or But directors, you know, I still would love to work with Quentin Tarantino. Um, I, I Now, this is weird because this is going to throw you off because she doesn't really direct much anymore. But Stry, Barbara Streisand is still one of the best directors that's ever worked. And, you know, who knows, she may come back and do something. Um, but maybe, you know, Catherine Bigelow, there's so many great female directors that are working right now. Um, I would love to work with in terms of, yeah, but any of, any of the really great, uh, like Ray Donovan is a show I'm dying to work on. It's interesting because the same casters do Westworld. Um, and so now that I broke through on that, I was thinking if I could just like Liv Shriver, I'd love to work with him. Um, that's one of the few scripted shows I watch that I really, really enjoy. What do you, th- what do you think is the hardest role you ever played? Well, it's interesting. I, I probably would go back to stage. I mean, I've had some good parts on, like I did uh, "Fool for Love," which was the Sam Shepard play. Uh, "Boys in the Band," which was an all gay character, which for me, a lot of people thought was a stretch because of the way I looked at the time, but um, would be probably boys in the band or true West more stuff I've done on stage in terms of TV or film. Um, you know, I've done some pilots that never got picked up. I think I've done like 12 TV pilots that never got made. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm the common denominator <laughs> or, or what. But um, do you call people to apologize but, after? <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, as I was saying that, I just started thinking, well, damn, Jasper, wait a minute. You're I think you're the only one common there that, that's in everything that didn't get picked up. But, um, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I haven't had I haven't had really any difficult stuff on TV or film. Um, I think probably just a lot of the physicality that I do in movies and, and the, in the, the running and the jumping and the shooting and the fighting. Um, that's what I, that's how I screwed up my back because I, you know, what happens in a lot of these situations, they will spring stuff on you when you're on the set, like, Oh, Hey Jasper. Now we need you to run up to, you don't mind. Can you roll down that hill? And of course you don't want to be that douchey actor. That's like, the pussy that goes, Oh, you know, I don't think I can do that. So, um, and I, I'm kind of built. I look, I mean, I'm sort of athletic. So a lot of people assumed a lot that I, I was proficient in all these stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So I did a lot of that stuff and, um, and it looks good, you know, it looks good on screen, but I paid for it with the back injury. So I've sort of, uh, I, that won't happen again, but, but I probably, that was, that would be the hardest stuff I did. It's just the stunts. And, and I'm the person too, that really doesn't shoot guns. You know, I, you know, I, that none of that is Jasper off camera. So it's hilarious to me sometimes that I'm doing these fight scenes and shooting guns. And cause I don't even, I don't have a clue how to do it. Otherwise. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you think is your dream role? Oh yeah. And I've been putting this out there. My dream role, honestly, would be if I could be on one of the one-hour shows where I'm playing an undercover 
agent, meaning, and then I could go do the roles that I do. I could play the homeless guy, the drug dealer, the drug addict, the mentally ill patient. You know, I could play those parts on the show, but, and then also be, you know, a detective or a cop, but get to keep my look and play the kind of characters I play. Um, that would be the dream role. The other thing would be to be on a, you know, a four camera sitcom where I just had to pull up to the studio and park every day in the lot and, you know, go in and, and sitcoms are great because it's like doing a play. You have an audience and, and, um, you have sort of banker's hours. You work like, you know, five, six hours a day and then you tape on a certain night. But, but, um, yeah, so definitely, definitely being the undercover guy, that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and I, I get the whole, you know, the sitcom thing, you know, like you said, you know, one hour shows and movies, you're there all day. Sitcoms, you know, like you said, it was only a few hours a day. Uh, yeah. And, and you're, and it's like doing theater. So, um, that's a blessing. There aren't, they've been bringing back a little more for camera, but, um, even if it's, you know, even just single camera comedy is in, is cool. I mean, like Brooklyn nine, nine is single, but they, you know, they shoot on locations also, but they also shoot in the soundstage. Yeah. Have you ever auditioned for a role that you were like so excited about and you didn't get it? Oh God, yeah. I mean, I was up for both parts on Will and Grace. I was, I mean, God, I could go to a party of five. Uh, I mean, let me think more recently. Um, well, every the co- colony uh, uh, designated survivor. I mean, there's been so many, so many things. But the truth is, usually. Thankfully, usually it's one of my buddies, one of the, one of the guys in my group that gets the part. And I mean, I'm genuinely happy for them. It's uh, it's I've gotten to the point in my career. I know now if, if I don't get a part, it was not my part to get. You know, yeah. it just wasn't meant to be. But that only comes with time and working and and uh, just realizing because then I see what they do with it and how great they are. So. Yeah. And then sometimes there's been parts I thought I really wanted to get, and then I find out it was just a fucking nightmare shoot, and the people were nightmares, and the whole thing was, you know, horrible. And I, <laughs> yeah. so I think I dodged a bullet on that one. Have you ever gotten a role and you've gone to the set and you're like, "Fuck!" Like, I wish I wasn't here. <laughs> like, well. <clears throat> I, I'm, I've never felt that way about, I mean, I'm, I'm really, no matter how bad the people can be or the conditions, ultimately I'm always glad I got the job, but yeah. there have been some times when it's been pretty gru- grueling and I just think I'm really too old for this. Like, am I, you know, this is part of the reason people laugh at me. I don't know if a lot of people don't know, but I'm a huge reality TV fanatic. Like I'm talking the house every almost the cheesiest you know the worst ones you can think of i've been accused of watching them (laughs) but and i love documentaries and i think what it is is because i i work in the scripted world it's it i don't enjoy watching movies as much anymore i don't enjoy scripted tv as much anymore i don't know if it's because i know how it's done or here's what happens i'll watch something and i'll be thinking like what was a um, what was the Leonardo DiCaprio movie where you know he won the Oscar? He was out in the woods. Revenant. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Revenant. 
I'm watching that thinking, God damn. I mean, what conditions was that? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching it going, oh, fuck, I would have just killed myself. Like, you can only imagine where they were in the rain, you know, the cold and all that stuff. And so that's what I, that's how I kind of look at it now. Like, oh, shit, <laughs> that's, um, that's going to be tough. But, you know, you do it. Yeah. You obviously do it, and but that's that's kind of how I am now. I I look at the where is it shot, you know, what are the conditions, what are the hours, who is it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how far away from it, uh, you know. Yeah. But again, I think it just comes with uh, age and 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 getting older. But I I again, I love between the words action and cut. I love that time in between when we're working. All the rest of the stuff around it, hmm, it's part of it, but I could sort of take it or leave it. Yeah. What do you What do you tell like a young person that wants to become an actor? Like, what kind of advice do you give them, or even like the young guys that you're working with? You know, it's funny because sometimes I've been on, I've been asked to do these like panels or you know stuff like that where you talk to people, and <laughs> the first one I did. The first thing I said to a group of actors, I said, listen, if there's anything else you could do and be truly happy, you should get up and leave the room now and never look back. Well, I mean, like the people freaked out because they had like acting coaches there that they were going to sell their stuff and they had photographer. You know, they were like, Jasper, you can't you can't scare these people away. And I said, well, <laughs> but you are the Hollywood bad guy. So you have to scare them. Well, I mean, I was just like, look, if if you it's not easy, you know, and if you, if you could do anything else and be happy, you might want to do it because there's no guarantee of any kind of quality of life. It's a crapshoot. The problem with the younger people today, you know, I can say that to them and then they can go out and be on YouTube or social media and become quote a star, you know? Um, so I always say, do you want to be a star? Do you want to be famous or do you want to be an actor? Because those are two, completely different things i mean there are times when those two go together but i think so many young people today well i you know what i can't even say today there they were that was happening when i started there's a lot of people that just wanted to be famous yeah um but you know michael i used to always say i just want to be a working actor i i used to say i don't really care if anyone knows me outside of the the business i just want to be respected in the bit within the business um so that's so i not i think i've succeeded in that respect and now of course you know it's nice that you know i have fans and people kind of know me sometimes but but i was always more about wanting to just be a good actor and do good work and so that's what i try to well first of all i don't offer any advice unless it's asked but yeah. If the younger person asked me that, you know, and I always push theater because that's, I came from theater, but again, today's generation, you have all this other media, you know, you can do YouTube and web series and all the different social media things. You could, you have so many more outlets to put your work up on. Yeah. What? So, and I try really hard to stay current with all technology. You know, I don't want, I'm not going to be that really old person that can't, you know, keep up with the iPhones and computers and all that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, at, at this, you know, at this time, yeah, I think you have to like know everything. Yeah, I think so. You know, with, and if you don't know it, you better have somebody 
around you that can do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you enjoy doing the Comic-Con shows? You know, I do. I get a, I really do. I, I get a kick out of it. Um, well, first of all, I mean, I know, and I mean this sincerely, it's, it's very bizarre to me. I mean, it's so great if you have, if anybody likes my work and I know, I mean, I'm not trying to sound smalty, but it's just interesting. You know, I'm so grateful that I'm so grateful that people love TV and film as much as they do. Um, and there are people, I mean, they really have a passion for it. You know what I mean? They, they, they really do. They just know everything about you and you're, I mean, not, well, not stalkerish, but, but I'm always, I kind of turn the tables on them. I'm like, you know, I'm always more fascinated, like what their story is. And, you know, I'm in awe of their passion for, for the, the work of that we do. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it. It's fun. And then I get to meet not just fans, but I always, there's always great, um, I don't want to say celebrity. I hate saying the word celebrity. Other actors that are there that I like their work and yeah. um, get, and a lot of times they they'll they'll be at some throwback, you know, like seventies and eighties and TV stars, people I grew up with watching, and uh, and I I love that too. So I enjoy it. I don't there you know there's levels of those conventions. I I really did want to do a reality show. I thought someone should produce a show about or at least a documentary about these conventions because they they can start down at like D level. It's almost like the carnies, you know, and yeah. the carnival, um, all the way up to like a comic con. But, um, but I have buddies of mine that, that they make their living basically doing these yeah. signings. I, you know, I went to my first one point. over the summer. Which one? It was enough in a uh, Foxwoods casino. And the only reason I went there is because, William Zapka was going to be there from the Karate Kid, and I wanted to go meet him. Oh, well, see? Okay, look. See, you know, they pull out, you know, that's what I mean. They pull out these great actors like that, you know, they, and and people don't realize, but he has a huge fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. Like, I remember this a couple of years ago, the big the big draw where I was was, like, the, the soup Nazi guy from Seinfeld. Yep. You know, like, he was next to me. You know, and they were just lined out the door for this guy. And I was like, wow. Well, that episode all made all him. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Fox Hills, is that, in New, is that in New Jersey? It's in Connecticut. A Connecticut, Connecticut, got it. Yeah. yeah. But I've heard a, a, they do a lot of concerts and stuff there. Yeah. What uh, future projects are you looking forward to, and, you know, like that you're going to be in in the next uh Oh yeah, well let's see. Yeah, I um I recently booked um the show uh, Baskets and I just booked Westworld. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I've got two movie uh, two movies coming out. Uh one's called Captured and one's called Model Home and that one those were both indies that I did a little while ago but they're finally um finally getting out there. You know, they're going to be coming out, which is good cuz they've got two really good parts. Um, and then I just shot a film that's now called Dark Sacrifice, where I play the lead role of uh, Malak. He's a demon from the underworld that's coming out. And and then I, you know, I have a, um, I also have a, a podcast one on one with Jasper Cole that is on iTunes and Blog Talk and Stitcher and Spricker and I don't know all those 
all the platforms. All yeah, and that's where I just get, it's just a chance for me to be myself like I am today, and I usually interview actors or politicians or, you know, we do current events and stuff like that. But um, I used to be at a station, I used to do it weekly, and now I'm just sort of doing it when when it, when an idea when I really want to do something fun or with a guest or whatever, yeah. and then the like you know it goes up on iTunes. Um, we do that at uh, Sunset Gower Studios, which is cool. Yeah, and that's it. And I'm just auditioning and you know out, out there every day, pretty much out there trying to get my next job. So uh, that's so t- what's coming up on the on the horizon. Yeah. So tomorrow morning, get up, eat breakfast, and head back out there. Yeah. Suit up and show up, as I say. Exactly. Although I will say, there's a lot of self-taping now where we we don't have to uh, show up in the rooms anymore. We can self-tape it and send it in, which is a blessing, especially if I'm in Palm Springs. So, yeah. How can the how can the listeners uh, find you? Twitter, Instagram. Oh yeah, I'm on pretty much everything. Uh, Twitter is Jasper Cole says S A Y S. Then my one-on-one with Jasper Cole has a Twitter page and a Facebook page. I have a Jasper Cole face, you know, fan page, Instagram, Jasper Cole. Um, I, yeah, I think that, is that it? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, my website is jaspercole.com. And, uh, like I said, the, the show is on all the platforms, iTunes, and you can go Google me and it'll also, my website has a, um, a link for the uh, podcast. All right. Well, I want to thank you uh, personally for coming on. This was a blast. Oh, listen, man, I could talk all day. I really appreciate it. And, yeah. and you know, go out there. Do that stand-up comedy. Go, you know, go for it. Good luck with it. All right, well, and um, hopefully you'll come back on again. I'd love to, anytime. All it's right. been a blast. Thank you. Thank you, buddy.